Hey, this is Rob, and that's Micaiah. And believe it or not, you are listening to season three of You Forgot One. Micaiah, how is it possible that this ridiculous idea that we had in December of 2020 is now a podcast in its third year. It doesn't seem right. I, you know, when you say, you know, it, it, it made more sense to call it the third season, but when you said it's the third year of doing it, that's when I was like, wow, really? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seemed, you know, when we were first like, oh, we're going to do our first 25 albums. Now we're, now we're covering from 51 to 75. And it's like, we've done a lot of these, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, yeah, it's it's been it's been great. And what I really like about the back half of these because of our methodology, you know, I think things are going to get a little less conventional, like a lot of things you won't see necessarily like in a top 100, maybe in the top 500, but in the top 100, maybe not so much because of our one album per artist rule. And we're probably going to get away from things that like we love like the most and maybe try to, you know, maybe some things like this is something I really like and in doing the podcast, this has grown on me or it may be something, some things that are like, okay, oh, like the two of us are maybe some of the, you know, we're on a short list of people who love this album. It's going to get a little bit more niche and a little bit more, uh, less conventional. And then, of course, we're going to fill in some gaps, you know, light spoilers like we're going to cover the rolling stones finally yeah so there's still some of that but i think there's going to be a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to so i'm really excited for the 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 back half of this list i have a hard time honestly processing the fact that we are in our third year of doing this podcast because again when when i first floated this idea to you and kind of like had the name for the podcast, it was a distraction for me. You know, I I had just made the decision to move away from Florida where I had spent the first 40 years of my life. Um, It, you know, it was, it it was a kind of a big transition in life for me and I didn't really know how to handle those emotions or feelings. And, And so classic Enneagram seven, I was like, let me find a fun distraction And so I I had no hope or expectation that we would kind of stick to this as long as we had. I thought it would be something that fun that we do maybe for, you know, kind of just a few months. But I think from the beginning, because we adopted a format that took on the idea of putting a list together, just the nature of the format we chose, I think, gave it some sense of momentum of like, okay, we have to keep going. Like, we at least have to get to 100 yeah, and, and so there are some weeks where, you know, look, we're, we're both busy, you know, we both have, you know, lives and jobs and, you know, it's hard to get around to doing it. But every time you and I eventually sit down and listen to these, uh, these artist discographies and sit down with an incredible guest and talk about these albums, it, it's the highlight of my week. And so it really is one of my favorite things. And you know, I, I don't know how self-serving this is, but like, I'm a big fan of our podcast. Like, even though I was there for all of these conversations and I also edit all of these episodes, I still listen to these podcast episodes when they come out and really enjoy them. Like, 
and now maybe that's just me and that's you know i'm sure there's not many people who like hearing the sound of their own voice but uh man i i just love thinking about and talking about these great albums and because we have moved now beyond you know some of the conventional kind of like top 10 you know traditional picks like the those kind of famous albums that everyone goes oh yeah that's obvious now we are moving into a much more personal area of the list which makes it a lot more fun i think this is where it's gonna get more divisive in season four i really don't know what season four is gonna have but now that we're approaching junior year i feel like this is where it gets really exciting yeah yeah i agree well we're going to do something a little different this year. Um, I, I want to, first of all, let everyone know in our bonus episodes at the end of season one, we talked about Nirvana's Nevermind for the 30th anniversary of the album. And I think originally an album, you and I were both kind of okay leaving off the list and saying it's mm-hmm. not a top 100 great album, but then so, you know, listening to it over and over again, celebrating the 30th anniversary, Talking to Jillian Gar about it, I, I think was one of those things where we really went, okay, this this actually is a top 100 great album. And so it worked out well because we only had 24 albums in common last season. And so we kind of made that Nirvana pick our kind of free space pick. That was pick number 25. So you knew going into the season, hey, we've, we've, we've at least got one already in the can. And... You and I and our friends, Amanda Allwood and Tyler Skurlock, my old friend. That's right. Uh, we spent two episodes, two bonus episodes this past off season talking about our deep love for emo music and trying to boil down to what we saw as the essential emo album. And that mm-hmm. pick for us was Cap'n Jazz's album that is affectionately referred to as Schmappin' Schmaz. But Micaiah, do you have the full album title memorized? Oh, goodness, no. <laughs> um, uh, burritos and so on. How about that? Burritos, ellipses by Cap'n Jazz. Yeah. Um, what we affectionately refer to as Schmappin' Schmaz. And so going into season three, that Cap'n Jazz album is going to be our free space. That's going to be our 25th album for mm-hmm. season three and we're gonna come back in just a few seconds um, and tell you about our season three list so my 50 micaiah's 50 we're gonna present them to you kind of combined by decade so that we can kind of take take each decade look at what micaiah's nominating what i'm nominating and, and look at what's going to be part of our season kind of going through them chronologically But before we do, I want to take a quick break and let you hear about some exciting new sponsors that we have for season three. Of course, Anchor, um, which has been the platform that we have used to make every single episode of of this podcast. Anchor is back with us again for season three as a sponsor. We also are thrilled to welcome Mirror Coffee Roasters as a season three uh, sponsor. And uh, man, we love Mirror Coffee. If you're a fan of really good coffee and you want to up your coffee game at home with a company that's doing sustainability every step of the way, we can't recommend Mirror Coffee Roasters enough. So we're going to let you hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back with our season three lists 
I want to take a second and tell you a little bit about Mirror Coffee Roasters. Mirror Coffee Roasters are pursuing excellence from coffee, farm to cup. They're here to elevate your home coffee experience and help you to reflect what's good. Mirror Coffee Roasters are based in Bellingham, Washington, but they are bringing you the finest coffees from all around the world with sustainability as their first priority. Just three years old, Mirror Coffee Roasters are getting set to launch an entire new lineup of coffees this year. So check them out at mirrorcoffeeroasters.com. Let's start with the 1950s. And I don't know if you actually have an album on your list from the 1950s. Uh, Technically, I do not. So I have three albums from the 1950s on my list. So we'll start with these three albums. Monin' the Blues from Hank Williams. Monin' the Blues, one of two albums that were released by Hank Williams during his lifetime. Every other Hank Williams album that came out was a posthumous release. And so this album came out in 1952. It is, in my opinion, the best Hank Williams album and probably the best early country album. We're also looking at In the Wee Small Hours by Frank Sinatra from 1955, maybe one of the first truly great LPs that kind of adopts the LP as a format and really brings it forward. And in some ways it's also maybe one of the first concept albums. And then finally, one of my all time favorite jazz albums, Time Out by the Dave Brubeck Quartet from 1959. But as you know already listener, since I'm the only person that has nominated these three albums, you will not be hearing them this season on the podcast. Yeah. And maybe not in any season, but who knows? Why don't you start us off then with your picks from the 1960s? I don't mind if I do. All right. So uh, I think the first couple I've nominated every season, um, and they are Robert Johnson's compilation, King of the Delta Blues Singers from 1961. Um, Of course, we don't typically want to go for compilations, but the 1961 compilation, it was released in the LP era and, you know, Robert Johnson, you know, these things were 78s, you know, they were just kind of released as singles. There's really no concept of an LP uh, when he's recording, you know, making these recordings in the thirties. Then the second one would be uh, the Ronettes uh, presenting the fabulous Ronettes featuring Veronica, um, which I will, I will die on that hill next. And then this one took me so long because I was split on which one to put, but I finally committed to Otis Blue, Otis Redding Sings Soul, the 1965 album. Um, sorry it took me so long, but here it is. 
Um, once again, I'm not nominating a love Supreme by John Coltrane, which is my favorite jazz record. Uh, once again, I'm nominating, uh, the first velvet underground album. And once again, I'm nominating, uh, songs of Leonard Cohen, his 1967 record. And, uh, for the first time, sorry, it took so long at Balsam prison by Johnny cash. One of the great live albums, one of the great Johnny cash albums, uh, perhaps the best Johnny cash album. We'll have to talk about that. And uh, I've been split on this one, too, um, because I think there are three right answers. Um, but Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. So, you know, as they say on the cover of the Sgt. Pepper, welcome to Rolling Stones. <laughs> uh, and for me, I believe I nominated last year, too, um, Arthur by the Kinks, their 1969 record. Uh, people, I think, typically go for Village Green Preservation Society. I say Arthur. And then my last pick for the 60s, even though I believe it came out in 1969, but some places say 1970. I've been trying to really pin down the official date for this, but it's Look a Pie Pie uh, by The Meters. Interesting so, pick. It's a one of the most influential uh, records of its time, of its you know, era of that genre, and it, it's just, mm-mm-mm. yeah, perfection. So that that for me is the 1960s. from the 1960s beginning in the year 1960 uh Etta James album at last from 1960 I joined you this year in nominating Robert Johnson's 1961 collection King of the Delta Blues Singers excited to talk about it that's right so uh listener if you're paying attention that's the first of the albums that you know that we are going to be doing this season is King of the Delta Blues Singers by Robert Johnson. So I am pumped for that. My next pick is from Sam Cooke, uh, the 1962 Greatest Hits Collection, The Best of Sam Cooke, one of many different collections of Sam Cooke Greatest Hits. But obviously you heard Micaiah's pick, so we're not going to be doing Sam Cooke this season nor will we be doing my other pick from 1962, Ray Charles, Modern Sounds in Country and Western Music. Uh, my next pick is 1963's genre-defining album, Gets Gilberto. Um, this is the album that put Brazilian music, that put samba on the map um, in a great, great album. 
Uh, I joined with you, Micaiah, in nominating Otis Blue or Otis Redding Sings Soul Music by Otis Redding from 1965. So, listener, that will be the next album that makes our list is Otis Blue. And uh, you and I both recently got this on vinyl for the first time. Yeah, I got really lucky and found a reissue that are actually kind of hard to find. Mm -hmm. My next pick is At Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash. So that will be the third album that we're definitely covering this season, Out in Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash from 1968. From 1969, Dusty in Memphis by Dusty Springfield. Also from 1969, Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. So that'll be the fourth album we cover this season, Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones, which I think unquestionably is the Rolling Stones' best album. I know there's a whole lot of people who talk about exile on main street as being, you know, a top 10 album of all time. Um, and there's some great stuff on exile on main street. Um, but for me, let it bleed is, is the best Rolling Stones album. It's the, it's the Rolling Stones album. If I want to listen to anything by the Rolling Stones, I want to put let it bleed on. I think the other one is sticky fingers. I think that that three album run there mm-hmm. is really good. And you can even go further back and say beggars banquet, which is a great four album run, but I don't think Beggar's Banquet is as great as the three uh, that come after it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say why. I don't want to spoil everything, but I think there's a, a good reason why Let It Bleed should be our pick. But I think it's interesting that we aren't split on the Rolling Stones like we are so many other like classic artists. I think it's fun that we both landed on that. we think into the 1970s we've got four albums from the 1960s we're going to cover and i want to start off the 1970s because my album from the night from my first album from the 1970s will give us our first head-to-head album uh, battle of the season in that you have chosen from 1967 the velvet underground and nico mm-hmm. and i have chosen loaded by the Velvet Underground from 1970. So we will be doing a head-to-head Best of the Velvets episode, and I'm excited for that. Yeah, I think I think Loaded needs some attention. I think that uh, on a list of, of great albums, um, if you're doing 500, I think all four Velvet Underground albums go on there. Mm-hmm, agreed. Um, like, undoubtedly. Um, so to figure out which one goes on ours, I, I mean, I think the debut album is canonically kind of always number one, 
Mm-hmm. But all four, looking at all four of them side by side, I don't think it's as easy as you might think to decide if you could only choose one, which is it going to be? Now, I will say un- unquestionably the debut album what may put the debut album ahead as we as we think about what that episode might be like there's no other velvet underground album that has a cover as iconical as the first album that's true it does have that going for it yeah so classic Andy warhol cover yeah so i'm looking forward to talking about that my next album from the 1970s from 1970 american beauty by the grateful dead from 1971 because we are indefinitely going to have albums from 1971 on these lists every year. I have chosen every picture tells a story by Rod Stewart from 1972 pink moon by Nick Drake. Also from 1972 Ziggy Stardust from David Bowie from 1974 Jolene by Dolly Parton. The 1975 collection Al Green's Greatest Hits. 1977, Fleetwood Mac's Rumors. Also from 1977, The Stranger by Billy Joel. And my last album of the 70s, Parallel Lines by Blondie from 1978. I think it's interesting, uh, your Dolly Parton pick. Um, And we'll have to decide later which version of Al Green's Greatest Hits Mm-hmm. We're gonna be looking at. That's a that's a fun conversation. Seventies picks. Sure, uh, mine starts in nineteen seventy one naturally, uh, and it's the John Prine uh, debut and self titled album, which in retrospect should have been on my list uh, when we covered the albums of nineteen seventy one. So, if you, if listener, if you don't know what we're talking about, go back and listen to that bonus episode and just know I was wrong. I, I had been nominating another album from nineteen seventy one. Uh, Electric Warrior by T-Rex, but this time I'm shaking it up and I'm doing 1972's uh, The Slider uh, because it's just great and I can. I can I can do whatever I want with these nominations. Uh, also from 1972, I'm Still in Love with You by Al Green um, because comps are great. I think they're a little bit of a cheat. Um, so I think that I'm Still in Love with You or Call Me are actually the two best Al Green albums and we will certainly get into that uh, mm-hmm. but Memphis is definitely well represented so far that's right so so if you're paying attention at home Al Green is going to get covered this season of the podcast from 1973 Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon uh, from 1974 here it is again On the Beach by Neil Young 1975 once more I'm nominating Horses by Patti Smith and again, of course, I'm nominating The Sun Sessions by Elvis Presley. 
Uh, I'm also nominating again for, I believe, a second time, the Modern Lovers LP. And I think for a second or third, I may have been, I think maybe the third time, I'm nominating Station to Station by David Bowie. And so that means we're going to have a head-to-head with the rise and fall of Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars and Station to Station. So the Thin White Duke versus Ziggy Stardust, I this is one that I have been waiting for uh, literally now for years. So this is um, really exciting. That combination really gives us an opportunity not just to do those two albums, but really to talk about that kind of perfect Bowie period. Because there's there's five or six albums there in in the 70s that uh, I, I kind of any one of them could have been our pick. A short period of time and a lot to choose from. Yeah. Um, I I feel bad that Lowe is not in the conversation at the moment, um, but maybe that'll come up when we do the episode. Who knows? Uh, but my last pick for the 1970s, and I believe this is also for the third time that I've nominated it, that is television's album, Marquee Moon. And what's interesting is here we are, the 60s and 70s, and we've only got seven episodes representing the 60s and 70s. And so many of our previous seasons have really been dominated by the 60s and 70s, which makes me excited about how much newer music we are going to see this season. So thinking in that direction, let me go ahead and give you my picks for the 1980s beginning with 1983 Synchronicity by The Police. And I know this one is going to warm your heart. Micaiah, I am choosing from 1985, Kate Bush's Hounds of Love. Uh, this is this is a bell you have been banging for quite some time. And uh, mm-hmm. with the most recent uh, season of Stranger Things and the fact that her single from this album charted at number one for the first time in history, years and years later, I, I think that it's time for us to finally look at Hounds of Love by Kate Bush. So that would be my pick from 1985. From 1986, Paul Simon's Graceland. And this is a pick that I keep going back and forth on. Uh, There are some great Simon and Garfunkel albums, um, but I I think Graceland is so unique among Paul Simon's career. Um, and And it's such an interesting kind of standout 
of his career uh, that I feel like Graceland is, is the pick from 1986. Also from 1986, Peter Gabriel's album. So um, a phenomenal album that I love dearly. My favorite album of all time, 1987's Joshua tree by U2. I have nominated it every single season because obviously and every single season, uh, it has been met with um, nothing, nothing. Great adversity, time. you could say. Yeah. Uh, from 1987, Eric B. and Rakim's paid in full. And from 1989, De La Soul's Three Feet High in Rising and rounding out the 80s, 1989's Paul's Boutique from the Beastie Boys. Mirror, mirror on the wall. being said my first from the 80s is starts in 1985 with hounds of love uh I, this is the third time i've nominated it and i'm glad that uh here we are um and we've we've definitely had guests who have been wanting to talk about kate bush and been wanting to talk about this album in particular so it will not be hard to find a guest for it um 1986 again sorry it took so long graceland by paul simon um guests have brought up paul simon and this album in particular um, they've given their like top five albums here it is and, and it's because like what you were saying rob is i've been split you know would i choose bookends would i choose bridge over troubled water or would i choose graceland because we only want one album per artist and we count simon garfunkel as being you know uh the same as having a paul simon mm-hmm. uh but yeah graceland it is um and since you you know caved and let Kate Bush into your heart. I have thrown you a bone and said, Joshua Tree. Okay, here you go. I will tee you up. We can talk about Joshua Tree. So I, I have also nominated it um, half heartedly, but I think it'll be a good discussion since it's one that I'm not totally sold on. Um, yeah, next, I think this is my second or third time i really can't remember nominating uh paid in full by eric b and rakim this is your third um, time nominating it third time yeah you've nominated every season i'm nothing if not consistent mm-hmm. um and i think maybe for the first or second time boogie down productions uh album criminal minded and i believe for my first time uh, from 1988 daydream nation by sonic youth the classic double lp mm-hmm um and also from 1988 straight out of compton by nwa um and then i have three from 1989 first is doolittle uh, by pixies uh, the other is three feet high and rising which means we will now be talking about three feet high and rising and uh, the last is the stone roses hmm. debut slash self-titled uh, album um, I'm I'm not a big Brit pop fan, and I feel like this album is kind of like what jump starts. Yeah, it's Brit pop. That Stone Roses album is the start of Brit pop for sure. You know, so I think that 
that is something that needs to be represented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also just love that record. So here it is. Great record. So far, we have yeah, one, two, yeah, Kate Bush, Paul Simon, Joshua Tree, Paid in Full, De La Soul. That's that's five uh, '80s picks, and nice. and I think looking at what I'm going to nominate from the '90s, I think actually we're going to end up for you with one more '80s pick because when we talk about the idea of only representing an artist once. One of the big struggles for me, mm-hmm. and again, I recognize that Straight Outta Compton is a great album. It's a great album. My issue becomes if you're only going to put Dr. Dre up once, I don't want it to be Straight Outta Compton. So let's look at my 90s picks from 1992 Slanted and Enchanted by Pavement. Mm-hmm. From 1993, the chronic by dr dre so we will have a head-to-head nwa versus dr dre episode i'm excited for that one me too because i i wonder if if they're if the two of them are different enough that we could make room for both of them on the list just throwing that out there uh, but we'll see. Okay. It, it, that would feel like breaking our rule. Maybe. <clears throat> I don't know. Okay. Uh, from 1993 as well, Enter the Woo, the 36 Chambers from Wu-Tang Clan from 1993. One of my all-time top 10 favorite albums, Siamese Dream by the Smashing Pumpkins. From 1994, Grace by Jeff Buckley from 1994 as well. Ready to Die by the Notorious B.I.G. From 1996, Jagged Little Pill from Alanis Morissette, one of the greatest selling female albums of all time. Uh, 1998, In the Aeroplane Over the Sea from Neutral Milk Hotel. And from 1999, Meg and I danced to it at our wedding, Mule Variations by Tom Waits. Got my own special way. 
Starting off the 90s with Into the Wu-Tang, parentheses, 36 Chambers. Um, so we will be talking about that record finally. Uh, I feel like this has been a long time coming. Um, people would say that this is one that's definitely taken too long. And probably would say the same about the next one, because I'm also choosing Ready to Die uh, by Biggie Smalls. So, yeah, two two big ones that have been missing from... You know our list. These are these are giant ones. I think. Uh, once again, I'm nominating Illmatic by Nas, and instead of Slanted Enchanted, um, I am nominating Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain, the 1994 album by Pavement. So we're going to have a a Pavement head to head episode that I'm very excited for uh, because uh, when I was showing some of our previous guests and friends of the podcast um, which albums we're going to do. We locked our pavement guests pretty quickly. Um, So I'm excited for that conversation. Um, And also, you know, in light of our 1997 episode, um, for the longest time I had the moon in Antarctica, but I, I, you know, in the last hour, changed it to the Lonesome Crowded West. By Modest Mouse as my nomination. I could eventually swap back to the moon and Antarctica, uh, but this year, Lonesome Crowded West is my nomination. And to finish the 90s, um, a band that I listened to a lot um, in, in 2022, uh, Built to Spill, uh, the album Keep It Like a Secret. For all the ladies in the place with style and grace Allow me to lace these lyrical douches in your bushes uh, Who rock grooves and make moves with all the mommies The, the back, back of the, the club, club. sipping my witness where you find me what? The back of the club, macking holes, my crew's behind me uh, Mad question asking, blunt passing, music lasting But I just can't yeah. quit because one of these honeys Biggie got to creep That's with, right. sleep with, keep the epic secret Why not? Uh, Why blow up my spot? Cause we both got hot, now check it I got more Mac than Craig and in the bed uh, Believe me sweetie, I got enough to feed the needy uh, No need to be greedy I got mad friends with Benzes See notes by the layers True fucking players uh, Jump in the Rover and come over Tell your friends jump in the GF3 I got the chronic by the truth uh, I love it when you call me Big Papa Throw your hands in the air If you's a true player To the honeys getting money Playing niggas like dummies uh, I love it when you call me you gotta come up in your waist, please don't shoot up the place wow. Cause I see some ladies tonight that should be having my baby bag If you're paying attention at home, that means we have at most Four albums from the 90s mm-hmm. And what I'm really excited about is that here we are Through the 90s, we only have 
albums from this millennia left from song albums just from the last 22 years and we still have eight spots to go which means a third of this upcoming season will be albums from this century albums from the last 22 years i am so excited about that and this is what i love about getting further into doing this because now it's like okay rolling stones are out of the way beatles bob dylan those guys are out the way michael jackson prince now it's like okay what's you know what's happening now you know what's been happening in the last 23 years so why don't you go ahead and give me your picks from the 2000s no problem um now this one um is um, people will debate it uh, we may not get to debate it this year, but my first album is from the year 2000. Um, it's my favorite album from that year, and it is And Then Nothing Turned Itself Inside Out by Yola Tango. Great album. And my second uh, pick is also from the year 2000, and it is Voodoo by D'Angelo, um, which I guess other people will be like, what took you so long mm-hmm. uh, for this pick? Um Likewise, they would say the next uh, the same thing about this one uh, that came out on 9-11-2001, The Blueprint by Jay-Z. Uh, next, also from 2001, Vespertine by Bjork. I also have from 2004, um, from Mad Lib and MF Doom, also known as Mad Villain, the album Mad Villainy. And then from 2007 or 2008, whichever way you want to, you know, spin it. I don't know if you want to go based off the when they put it on MySpace or when they, you know, finally released a physical copy of it. It's Boney Bears for Emma forever ago. And then also um, solid, solidly in 2008, uh, Fleet Foxes, the, the debut self-titled album from Fleet Foxes. Uh, this is great because now we're really getting into albums that really meant something to me like my senior year of high school which we haven't like really done um and those two are certainly you know huge albums uh for me So I love how much overlap we have in that decade. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, my my 2000s picks, uh, my first one is 2000s Voodoo by D'Angelo. Uh, and I'm excited to 
dive deep into one of the great modern soul albums uh r&b uh funk i mean it's in some ways it is an album that defies genre um but it is i mean it, it is a fantastic picture of the best R&B artists and musicians from that time period at the height of their powers. Mm-hmm. So Voodoo by D'Angelo also from 2001, the blueprint by Jay-Z. So we're going to be covering the blueprint part one, uh, 2002's Yoshimi battles, the pink robots from the flaming lips. One of my favorite and strangest concept albums ever made. From 2004, Mad Live and MF Doom, Mad Villainy. So I'm excited that we're going to be talking about maybe the most technically gifted rapper of all time. From 2005, I have chosen Illinois by Sufjan Stevens. Also from 2005, I'm Wide Awake It's Morning from Bright Eyes. And from 2008, the debut album by the Fleet Foxes, Fleet Foxes. So we will be covering Fleet Foxes on this season of the pod. I love it. And in, in, in the Mad Villainy album. Living off borrowed time, the clock tick faster. That'll be the hour they knock the slick blaster. Dick dastardly and muttly with sick laughter. A gunfight and they come to cut the mix master. I see E. Cole, nice to be old. Why 2 gst twice to threefold? He sold scrolls, low and behold. Know who's the illest ever, like the greatest story told. Keep your glory golden glitter. For half, half of his niggas will take him out the picture. The other half is rich and it don't mean shit to. Villain, a mixture between both with a twist of liquor. Chase it with more beer, taste it like truth for dear. When he at the mic, it's like the place get like, oh yeah. It's like they know what's about to happen. Just keep your eye out, like eye eye capping. Is he still a fly guy clapping if nobody ain't hear it? And can they testify from in the spirit? And living the true gods, giving y'all nothing but the lick like two broads. Got more lyrics than the church, got ooh lords. And he hold the mic in your attention like two swords. Or you the one with two blades on it. Hey you, don't touch the mic like it's AIDS on it. Yeah, it's like the end to the means. Fuck type of message that sends to the fiends. That's why he bring his own needles and get more cheese than Doritos, Cheetos, or Fritos. Slip like Freudian, your first and last step to playing yourself like accordion. Four albums left to fill out our list for this season. Why don't you take us into the 2010s? From 2010, my pick is The Age of Oz by Sufjan Stevens. Uh, Because real ones know this is the Sufjan album. Um, Yeah, I I, I cannot wait to talk about Sufjan. I'm actually kind of surprised that it's taken this long for us to talk about Sufjan. Um, But, I mean, we could we could do a Sufjan spinoff podcast and I would be just happy as can be. Uh, But from 2011, I have let England shake by PJ Harvey, Mm. uh, because I think that is actually her best album and actually a really good companion uh, to Arthur from 1969 by the Kings, two great war albums and two great British albums. Uh, from 2013, I have Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend, an album that was that came out in my mind. It was the weekend after I graduated or the weekend I graduated college. It wasn't quite that close, but um, so, you know, an album that really, you know, holds a real soft spot in my heart um, from 2016. 
uh, Angel Olsen's album, My Woman, which I think is a really fantastic record. And then from 2019, uh, I have Homecoming by Beyonce. Mm. I've had Lemonade in the past uh, on season one, and then season two, I believe, I switched to Homecoming, and I, I'm doubling down. Yeah. Um, even though Renaissance uh, came out this year and is, you know, at the top of, you know, in the top five and number one for many, um, you know, best of lists for the year, um, I think Homecoming is the greatest single work of art Beyonce has produced. Mm-hmm. as an artist I agree with and that I, I'd be very excited to get to talk about why Homecoming to start with what I think is the best Bon Iver album, Bon Iver's 2011 self-titled album, Bon Iver, which means we're going to be comparing For Emma Forever Go against Bon Iver's Bon Iver. Hear me when I say this is like the Beatles one for me, where it's like, these are like the two, like they are so neck and neck for me, but I care so much more about Bon Iver than I do like kid a or okay computer mm-hmm. um, so like the stakes feel really high for me um for these two albums but either way it lands i'm going to be thrilled because i think justin vernon is one of the most important artists of the 21st century mm-hmm. uh, or certainly the last 15 years so yeah gosh oh i'm so excited for the season this is especially this new stuff this is great <laughs> Interestingly enough, both of my next two picks are from 2013, and not only are they nominees from that year, they are two of maybe my top 20 favorite albums from the last 15 years. Wow. Uh, Days Are Gone by Haim and Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend. Well, then that means we get to talk about Vampire Weekend. And I love that because, I mean, there are three albums that came out in 2008 that really changed me as a music listener. And that were the first albums, the debut albums from Bon Iver, Flea Foxes, and Vampire Weekend. Yeah. 
can I not have turned 18 in a better time? Like that is just mwah, the best year. So to get to talk about all three of them in one season is, um, let's just say the podcast is about to become, if, if you thought we were self-indulgent before, buckle up everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I will say this, uh, you mentioned it already and I couldn't agree with you more. Homecoming, the performance that Beyonce does it may be cheating because it, it functions that as a live album, it kind of functions as a greatest hits, but it, it, it is the best representation of Beyonce's career. Um, okay. Now it may not, it may not include her latest kind of evolution, but it includes enough of the evolution that she went through into a very kind of different artist in 2017 and 2018 and all of that's covered in homecoming and and so my final pick my my 50th pick for season three is homecoming by beyonce got a little soul the world is cold cold place to be want a little warmth but who's gonna save a little warmth for me we know the attention at home you also know that micaiah has only named 48 albums 48 albums so far that's true which, which means that we have to go into the 2020s i had three picks from the 1950s and you had none you have two picks from the 2020s and i have none what are your two picks from the 2020s yes um well last year i nominated saint cloud by waxahachie mm-hmm. and i'm doing that again uh because i truly believe in it um as you know i'm i'm I'm, I'm, you know planting my flag and saying this is one of the best um yep holding to that and i think one of the best albums of all time maybe came out the in the last year Mm -hmm. Um, If you heard our our final episode, our final bonus episode of 2022, you know that Micaiah's pick for album of the year last year was Dragon New Warm Mountain. I believe in you. That's right. By Big Thief. Um, I will I will talk about Big Thief all day, every day. I I think it is fascinating that we have this incredible rock band who from 2016 to 2022 um, have this just like immaculate like five album run that's topped off with a double LP, you know, and they, 
they get have Grammy nominations. They get best new music on Pitchfork all the time. Their live shows are incredible. We have this like what feels like a once in a genera- generation just like rock and roll band. Um, but it, it's all happening in a time when rock and roll and guitar based music in general is not important to popular culture. Mm-hmm. So what what are the chances that Big Thief will be remembered even the same way that we remember like Pavement yeah. or Pixies? You know, um, if this were even 15 years ago, Big Thief would be on SNL. They haven't even played SNL. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's just so crazy that we have like one of the all-time great rock bands, um, five albums, you know, double, I mean, just like, just just incredible and yet the popular culture doesn't have uh really like a place for them in terms of you know how we you know uh hold these artists into high esteem they're just they're not they're not among them uh but they should be and hopefully you know uh music writers you know as they're continue to make lists and of the great albums hopefully they start to find their way into best of the decade list and then finally into like all time list and um maybe, maybe we have you know maybe one day we'll be the first to kind of say big thief have a top 100 album Listener, season three is going to look like this. King of the Delta Blues Singers by Robert Johnson. Otis Blue by Otis Redding. At Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash. Let It Bleed by the Rolling Stones. Uh, Head-to-head of Velvet Underground Records. Velvet Underground and Nico versus Loaded. Al Green. Do we need to look at Al Green, the album artist, with an album like I'm Still in Love With You, or can we take the well-known and beloved Al Green Greatest Hits collection? What's the best David Bowie album to make our list? Is it Ziggy Stardust and the Spiders from Mars, or is it Station to Station? We're finally going to talk about Hounds of Love by Kate Bush, Graceland by Paul Simon, my favorite album of all time, U2's Joshua Tree, Eric B. and Rakim's Paid in Full. Are we going to define the best Dr. Dre album to make this list straight out of Compton or the chronic De La Soul's 
great three feet high and rising that should be streaming. It will remain one of our great hopes and prayers for 2023 is that De La Soul will buy, will finally be streaming on Spotify and Apple music and all the places you listen to your music pavement 1992 slanted and enchanted, or is it crooked rain, crooked rain from 1994 enter the Wu-Tang, the 36 chambers from Wu-Tang clan ready to die from notorious B.I.G. D'Angelo's voodoo Jay-Z's the blueprint mad villains, mad villainy. What's the best Sufjan Stevens album, Illinois, or The Age of Odds? Boney Vare, Forever Forever Ago, or Boney Vare, Boney Vare? The Fleet Foxes' debut album, Modern Vampires of the City by Vampire Weekend and Beyonce's Homecoming. Listen, I don't know about you, but I am so excited for the music we get to listen to this season, and I can't wait for you to take the journey with us. Well... There it is, season three. Oh, 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 oh,
Smoke the screens and 